just going back to a conversation we had a couple of minutes ago yeah. about like, the me, pre-game, me stealing your son's chocolate, and he did leave that entire small bucket full of sweets yeah. on the table. I think it's only fair you should take one. Well, I have. I, I, I stole a little fun-sized Mars bar, um, and uh, you were saying oh, it's just like you know you, you, you're thinking about throwing them away because it's like microdosing poison. And that, that reminds me, because I've heard that term a, a few from you quite a few times, to the point where I think once I cooked myself this really nice, huge ribeye steak, and that was all I had for dinner, but there was like a tiny bit of mustard on the side. Go, yeah, you're just microdosing poison. <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> you know, the mustard on the side, is a tiny, like, you know, not, like t- half a teaspoon of mustard. No, 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 you just want the steak. Um <laughs> And I know you've there's, been, there's room for a bit of mustard. I know, I know you've been talking to me about vegetables and how well, they're trying to kill you. They can't run away. They can't run away. The only defense <laughs> mechanism they've got is is poisoning you. Yes. I have. A, I've. I've come up with a slightly alternate theory. Okay. Um, and it's not. It, it kind of overlaps. Right. I think that some vegetables want to be eaten. Go on. Okay. The tasty ones. Okay. And it's not all. So potatoes. I. I, I don't think potatoes envisaged. Being pulled out of the ground, peeled, parboiled, and then roasted. Vegetables can't envisage anything. But carrots, you can pull a carrot out of the ground, and it is delicious. That carrots want to be eaten. They might want to. They might want to eat to be eaten and to poison you. But something right. as delicious as a carrot wants to be. Eaten. I um, I've obviously been on on a, on a bit of a journey when it comes to food, as you're alluding to, uh, and that is that is continuous in terms of learning still and so yes you can you can get the somewhat extreme view that you know you don't need any plant product of any kind um and i've kind of tried that um and you know you can live quite happily um but you do lack some flavor and you know Mm. and some texture and what other bits and pieces as well um the more I read and research uh, and listen and, and whatever else, the more certain things get reinforced. And one of them, I just find, just find this interesting, one of them is that carrots aren't bad. <laughs> there you go. There you so go. I think... Onions. From, what about from onions? Everything, bear with. From everything I know, um, carrots, and in particular, and this supports your theory greatly, raw carrots. Yes, Oh, I don't like I don't, cook carrots are too sweet for me are very good for you mm. and good for your digestion and good for like hormone balance and all kinds of things um, my wife has a raw carrot salad 20 minutes before a meal and so she will basically peel a carrot so she'll she'll peel it and get rid of the peelings but then she will just peel the rest of the carrot so she just has this thin Okay. Thin shavings of uh, of carrots. Um, I don't know what whether she puts anything with it or not. Um, but again, she was reading books and stuff about how certainly for females um, in terms of um, hormones and stuff like that, really, really good for you and really good for setting setting up your stomach for the coming meal. So you right. eat it beforehand, so many minutes before. Okay, because I just I quite like just crunching like on them. Yeah, um, I I I grew to like. Carrots. I've I've never really been a fan of a raw carrot, um, but and I, 
if 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 a bit of carrot sneaks in something I'm eating, then mm. that's fine. Um, I, I won't really pick it out. Um, but um, but in general, I don't really. I still don't really have any veg. Mm. Um, it's it's a few spices and things for me. Which uh, spices? Surely, surely they spices want to be. Spices want to be. Eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, turmeric wants to be eaten. Um, Cumin totally wants to be eaten. Yeah, for sure. Chilies, chilies want to be eaten. Surely, oh, yes. I mean, I suppose the hottest ones want to make you a bit hot through your system. <laughs> yeah, possibly, but I think jalapeno- that would put off some animals. Jalapenos probably want to be eaten. Oh, jalapenos! What a delicious, delicious mm. chili they are. Garlic, yeah. ginger. Uh, so you asked about you asked about onion. Yes, the um, the gaps diet. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Dr. Campbell McBride. Um, she says that's that the most Scottish name ever, isn't it? She's a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> One assumes that's her married name. Um, she's, uh, yeah, I think it's Natasha Campbell McBride. But um, oh, I, th- I thought that was that was the person's name. Is it just Campbell McBride? It's a double barreled name, her right? Name is Natasha, not, not a first name and a surname. Cam- no, whose first name is Campbell? You probably get them up, up in Scotland. <laughs> anyway, married name. Um, she says that onions are very good for digestion if you cook them for a long time, which made me think about you and your curries and me encouraging you to take the take the length of time you cook a curry for and just cook the onions. Well, yeah. So I I tend to I will start by um, with some ghee and I'll heat that up. And I'll stick in all my spices. Um, yep. So, you know, like... Um, are these all ground spices, or are you putting any whole spices in? Uh, mostly ground. Mm. Um, some of them, like fenugreek, I just stick in. Sometimes black peppercorns I stick in. Um, sometimes I grind them myself as well. Yeah. Um, but it'll be cumin, coriander, um, garlic, ginger, chilli, Fresh black ginger? Pepper. Or... I tend frozen, but frozen fresh or no, dried. I've, I've been using the dried, the okay. dried stuff. Um, Ginger is another one that you can get. So you can just buy it like chopped, fresh, and frozen, and that's that's quite yeah. Or easy you can buy the in. ginger roots. I've done that before. You you can just buy a hunk of ginger. Yeah, but you can also you can also freeze that and grate it. Okay. So again, you can just keep it frozen. It lasts for ages, and then you just like get it out of the freezer and just grate it. And then it'll obviously those tiny bits yeah. will will defrost almost immediately in a pan. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so, so ginger, garlic, black pepper, um, stuff like garam masala. That's like an allspice anyway. Yeah. Um, so that kind of differs. Uh, fenugreek, um, star anise sometimes, um, and okay. uh, yeah. So I'll, and, and I'll heat all those up, and then I'll stick in some. I'll stick in like a couple of onions, um, and I'll, I'll just leave that for. 45 minutes an hour yeah um, and then I'll then I'll put my chicken in or whatever um, and then and then depending on and I, I never measure anything so I'm just throwing this stuff in yeah and thinking you know what, I'll put a bit more turmeric in this time um, yeah. just, just just to see what it see what it turmeric like. doesn't have a huge flavor turmeric is great for color and it's obviously good for you but, it is um, I tend to put a lot in just because I know how good it is for you yeah anti-inflammatory mm. um, so I'll, I'll put that in and then I'll, I might put some Towards the end, I might put some Greek yogurt in to make it a bit creamy. Um, that, okay. Those coconut coconut blocks that you introduced oh, me yeah, to yeah, that yeah, Mum yeah. used to use, and apparently yeah. I'm used to use. Yeah. Um, 
uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. They are very coconutty. Yeah. Um, much more coconut flavour. Um, but right. I think coconuts probably want to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> coconuts are amazing. So, again, um, for a carnivore, I'm, I'm expressing a love for a great many non, mm. uh, non-meat things here, but... Um, certainly in the in the spice world, but uh, coconuts. So if you come across coconut aminos, no. So it's a soy sauce substitute. Okay. And it is um, coconut nectar or something. It's like straight from the. It's like the equivalent of maple syrup, it, but it's like drawn straight from where the um, the flowers are growing. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, it's. It's sweet and salty. Um, it's maybe not quite as salty as soy. So you, if you're using it instead of soy, mm. then um, you potentially want to add a bit more, bit more salt if you're expecting it to be exactly. The same. Oh yeah, I'll put salt in obviously the, in the curries as course, well. Of course, that, of course that you need. Brings out all the other flavors. It's just dull otherwise. Mm. Oh yeah, don't don't hamper on salt. Proper proper sea salt crystals as well. Yes. Okay, I learned something else uh, from a friend of mine at work who has been uh, who I've been encouraging or rather he has been encouraged by my carnivorism um, and so he's been doing a bit of that recently um, and uh, and I said to him about salt and not just do not use table salt no sodium chloride okay go and get you know proper um, proper uh, rock salt uh, and he did so he, ca- he carried on and did his research because again my understanding is that um, you know real salt real natural salt um, is is not just sodium chloride. It's got loads of other minerals with it. Um, and classic example of something where if you ingest it with that, that with the rest of it, um, then for one of a better term, it's good for you. But if you just have the you know the sodium chloride, like, like sugar from sugar cane, exactly sugar the yeah. same thing. Exactly. So if you were just to eat a bit of sugar beet, it probably would taste disgusting. But your body would process it correctly. Whereas because that salt has essentially been refined, and so is that sugar. Um, basically, that's what makes it. That's what makes it bad for you because you're not getting all the rest of the rounded, rounded stuff. So um, uh, my mate at work said that the um, the only salt that doesn't have any possible trace microplastics in it is Himalayan salt. Oh, I get, yeah, I because get that. yeah, because it's come from some glacier that's been around for you know ten thousand years, rather than sea salt comes from the sea now mm. which is polluted yeah um, so, so if you want to guarantee you're not going to get any microplastics then go for himalayan salt i'm still on a box of molden sea salt yeah i'd like brother them. number three right I, that's me. the stuff i bought it's, it's delicious very very nice i never thought that salt could taste different mm. and then uh and then brother number three brought me this salt and i just immediately just like sprinkled it on a steak instead of just the crap that I had before I was like where has this been all my life this is delicious it doesn't it tastes different but I can't tell you why it just tastes nicer yeah and salt also brings out other flavors so if you're cooking with other herbs and spices and you put salt on it'll bring out all the other flavors that you've put in oh yeah it's really it's really good you can't you can't not put salt in it's it's it winds me up when you when you see for example Himalayan rock salt and it'll have like a best before date on it. And it's like, this stuff's probably two million years old. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me I've got to eat it within six months. What's that all about? While we're talking, while we're talking about microdosing poisons and all that kind of stuff, this is another thing, something I've been thinking about. Okay. 
because obviously you and I have been trying to eat slightly more healthy. Um, a lot more healthy in comparison, okay, to the average sure, Joe. Sure. All right, we are off the charts. Sure, but there's... Um, so I was thinking about the alternative... Well, not the alternative, but like the opposite. So you've got people like... So Lemmy Kilmister from Motorhead. Do you remember him? Right, I don't know the name, but I know Motorhead. Yeah, so he was the lead singer of Motorhead. Right. And, and he died in... 20, the end of 2015. He was like the first celebrity to go. And remember when, like, there was like a p- three month period. Oh, where, was that 2015? Well, right. that was 2016. But he was like right. right at the end of 2015. There was him and then David Bowie. And then just they all went. Allegedly. Um, you know, Prince and people and George, you know, there were loads of, loads of, loads of celebrities. But he was, so Motorhead, the, the term Motorhead, that means someone who takes speed. Right. Um, because, of, you know, they, 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 they just go, go nuts and, yeah. and absolutely wide. And, if you if you read his book as well, his his autobiography is hilarious. About the th- I mean, they they would just take anything. You know, they had, I think he had a friend who was like a nurse who used to smuggle stuff out from you know from hospitals and stuff, oh, not really knowing what it was. All these weird hallucinogenics that they would take. And he said there was some stuff he took, and it lasted about a week. A week. Yeah, and he said he would be he'd be sitting in his living room reading a book. He'd get to page fifty seven, and suddenly there'd be no book. Um, <laughs> He'd be walking down the street with like a briefcase or something, and suddenly it's not in his hand, and it's just it it said it just yeah crazy. But they were all they were, he was like taking drink and drugs, and he'd like knock back a bottle of sherry before a before a gig and all this kind of stuff. And he still lived till he was like sixty nine, seventy or whatever. Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry from Aerosmith, the Toxic Twins. Okay, the amount of drugs they took, and they're still alive. They're absolutely they're 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 fine. I mean, they got to the point in the seventies where they were so. I mean, they were so high before they did anything, like you know, including being on stage. At one time, um, they decided to sort the set list around, um, and they opened on a song they would normally do as an encore. So Stephen Tyler gets on stage and they play this song, and he's like, "Yeah, thank you, good night," and he, just, and he fucks off, <laughs> <laughs> and they have to bring him back because he's so he's so used to doing the song as, as an encore and then going away. And like, no, you've only done one track; you need to do another couple of hours. Um, and there are loads of like singers and and you know musicians and that have authors abused themselves that have the- abused their bodies like you know beyond what you might imagine. And okay, so what they've still they still had a re- you know still had an amazing life, and they still lived into their seventies. So it's like I'm thinking, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what's what's the answer? Do I want to live? And you know, because it's not like these people are like burning out. In their forties, nope. which is what everybody thought, you know, like when Steven Tyler and Joe Perry were like in their thirties, like, yeah, you're going to last another five years. And like, no, no, they're they're, they're all good. Um, Lemmy, oh. Lemmy in particular was still doing like everything right, and you know, pretty much right until the end. I mean, in the in the it was either in the eighties or the nineties. It was quite fashionable to have a full blood transfusion because that would that would take you off drugs. You could have a full blood transfusion, um, like Keith Richards did it, and a few of these other massive rock stars have a complete blood transfusion. And that, that's the equivalent of their detox. And you don't, well, you don't have to detox really because yeah. it's like you know you, you're not you, know, you won't be addicted anymore. You're suddenly off drugs, so they kind of gave him like a blood test, and his doctor says that we we can't we can't do this to you, Lemmy. You don't have human blood anymore. If we gave you blood from another human being, you, it would kill you. You die. You don't have what? human blood. You cannot have this full what? blood transfusion. What did he have cursing through his veins? Well, yeah, but it was it was just so it was it was obviously alcohol, drugs, and all sorts, and had been for like forty years. Um, so, 
so he couldn't have this full blood trust. He's like, oh, okay, fuck it, I'll just carry on then. <laughs> um, right. So who's on the other side of this? Kurt Cobain. I'm trying to think of people. Oh yeah, he blew him. He blew his head off. Yeah. Okay. So who who's died of drugs and uh, 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 substances and whatever else? Did he blow his head off because he was on drugs? <laughs> there are other hazards. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. I think he was quite. I think he was quite depressed. Happy, happy guy. Yeah. Um, what? What's? What's? Is it just genetics? I don't know, but some people evidently can do whatever they like. Not going to the doctor. Hear me out. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm there already. Yeah. Okay. Um, not engaging in the medical pharma pharma establishment like at all because it probably just makes you worse mm. and not worrying about it I mean these guys really probably don't worry about it otherwise they wouldn't be doing it mm. um, in fact almost specifically the ones that do worry about probably kill themselves <laughs> so it's probably fairly self-selecting in that in that regard um, so anyone that is doing it and been doing it for decades obviously has no problem with it <laughs> whatsoever and isn't seeking out Sorting out any particular medical problems. Secret to a secret to a, a long life. Well, so the, the medical the medical establishment, the way that we do medicine these days, it's like the it's the kind of the, the, the Rockefeller medicine, isn't it? Yes. It's just like get them get them back to work. It's like the quick fix: get them back to work or get them back to fight, so they can fight wars. Um, just patch them up. And that's it. You know, back in the day, your doctors used to get to know you, um, and they would properly look long term. Um, okay, we, you need to do this, so we'll fix this in the future. Not just I'll patch you up and you can fuck off. Yeah, and you can get back to work, earning your money, paying your tax, fighting fighting the wars for us. Yeah. Um, but it's just absolutely turned into that to the point where most of the time, um, doctors will just try and bat you away without even seeing yep. you. Well, they just want to prescribe. All, all they are, or is- get you off, get you off their back. So my doctor will, um, not that I've been for years. Yeah. But they just, you have to, you ring them up at like eight in the morning. Oh God, don't even go there. And you have to, if you're not, if you don't get through in the, in the first fifteen minutes, then it's game it. over. Yep. Um, and you can't, you can't book an appointment. You have to have a phone call first. Yep. So they'll, they'll have a phone call with you, and then they'll establish whether they need to. And if you, if you get through it, like. Eight sixteen or whatever, when all the appointments have got it. Okay, can I book one for this afternoon or tomorrow? No, we nope. don't do that. Nope. We don't do that. You got to ring up again. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's ridiculous. So yeah, I've, I haven't been for years. Yeah, when I haven't, I haven't been ill for years either. Part of that is just not like you say, not giving a shit about yep. stuff and not worrying, not yep. getting stressed about it. Um, I did look into when I when I did my hernia. I did look into the the alternatives of not doing anything of you know what can you do with exercise with all this kind of stuff there's loads there's loads of people advocating a a completely non-surgical route if it's torn though if you've if if you've abdominal actually ruptured how long will that take to heal without surgery well yeah and and will it ever yeah um uh and so yeah i very much i i did a i did a lot of research and um, for for where it was, uh, and 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 my wanting to get back to improving myself body wise and working out and everything, I, mm. I, I, I had to. I, I think 
Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who say so I shouldn't, but I I, dis- I decided that that was fairly kind of fairly basic in terms of you know in terms of what they're actually doing. They're not they're not doing anything massively fundamental to your body. They're you know they're putting a putting a mesh in that just it's just covering a hole I suppose essentially but you know within your well, yeah, muscles yeah it's keeping it's keeping the two parts the of the muscles, muscles together. together so they yeah. can bond and that, heal themselves that, that bit of me is arguably the strongest part of my body now um you know that 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 bit should never give again <laughs> and so far so far so good i i do stupid um abdominal exercises and uh and it doesn't i don't have any issues um so i have i have that that's that's been mainly my only mm. medical thing. I want to I want to talk to you about something else relating to what you bought me for my birthday. Oh, which thing? Okay, not the big pile of meat. Although, okay, thank you very much. No, you're uh, welcome. I, I have thought, been, that's where you're going. I have been enjoying that. Um, proper the, meat from the farm. The mince is good, isn't the it? The mince is amazing. Um, I need to make you some burgers. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll um, do that. And you have like you have the burgers and you have that with a nice piece of bacon from the from the pig farm <sighs> yeah. that we go to. Um just just amazing. Um uh, no, the Shungite. Ah, the pyramid. So you bought me a Shungite pyramid, a decent sized one. Good kind of like like the It was the biggest size tall, find. Yeah, four inch like, tall kind it, of thing. Yeah, it was like ten I think it was ten centimetres across. Yeah, um, it's a decent probably decent size. Uh, another have, another delicious rock. The, <laughs> there was salt and there's shungite. They're the two delicious rocks I've managed to, to be find. Yeah. <laughs> shungite wants to be licked, does it? Um, so I've had that just in the middle of the living room in there for ages, and then for about half the week, and then because it was that's right, isn't it? My birthday was last weekend, was it? Uh, yeah. Sunday, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then I've had it in in my office on my desk, right in front of me, right in front of my keyboard. So I was like, there's a lot of electronic stuff in there when I'm sat at my desk. I want that. I want that there. Uh, and then you also bought me some of the little um, stickers to stick on um, on devices. Yes, yeah, phones so, and stuff. stuff. For example, and they're quite thick. I've got one now. Okay, yeah. There you go, on yeah, the back nice. of on the back of that. It's like you've already got a camera bump. You might as well sh- shove something else on there as well. Um, so far, it's sticking. It's holding really well. I've, I was a bit looking at the double sided tape stuff on there. I was thinking this this ain't gonna last. But bearing in mind that's going in and out of my pocket all the time. That that ain't budging, uh, which is really good. Um, so I've had that. So I've had that on there. So I, I did that literally later, later that day on my birthday when you came around. So for one week, I've had that in in my pocket most of the time, um, on my phone, and then the pyramid just around. Now I did have that shungite pebble that you got me. Yes. For a while, I was carrying it around that around in my pocket, um, but. Didn't notice anything particularly particularly different. Um, I have obviously been on carnivore now for uh, a few years, and in terms of what it's done to my symptoms, if you like, of IBS, because that was the main reason I, I went on it. I wasn't doing it to try and become superhuman any other way. That was that was just a bonus <laughs> afterwards, um, and it it. it Changed my life. I mean, fundamentally, carnivorism changed my life for the better and got my symptoms massively under control. But I've been chasing perfection, okay? Um, And I have therefore been tweaking my diet reasonably regularly uh, in order to just try and get, and and exercise and and all these other things, the getting rid of 
chemicals in the home and you know all, all of this other stuff trying to live by the non-Rockefeller way the holistic way um, and never never quite get there have the odd you know have have, have really good days I, ne- I don't have any really bad days anymore and like my symptoms are, are easily are easily just fine but fine not being amazing ever since my birthday and I hadn't put two and two together until my son sat where you are now round the breakfast table yesterday morning said to me so have you noticed any uh, any positive benefits from the uh, from the shungai daddy because I talked to him about what you know the EMF protection and yeah. how it acts as like a sponge this kind of stuff and I went well I don't really I don't, don't really know I haven't really thought about it and then Caroline said to me you told me your stomach has been perfect for seven days straight I was like Yes, it has. Like the longest straight run of my stomach being absolutely textbook. So you think the the electromagnetic rays have been interfering with I, your stomach, and I now they're they not be. because the shungite is absorbing them. I think that is wow. a rational hypothesis, and I had never considered. It. I I was in the kind of EMF bit of going, kind of, do you know what? Long term, probably good to protect yourself against all these EMFs. And I'm, I'm certainly not thinking I'm about to drop dead or I'm about to get a, you know, get a cancer in the head or anything like this. But it, it's a very easy thing to do and, to, um, you know, to try to protect yourself in this way. And sticking one of these on the back of your phone is dead easy and having a pyramid and whatever else. It's like, let's, let's give it a go. And I might go and stick this on my Wi-Fi hub and I'm going to stick one on my laptop and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I was thinking of doing because I've obviously got a pack of a few. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a few. Um, uh so, so I've, I've got the so there, there is they've got like the the, the pebbles the shungite pebbles yeah. um, and then I've got some really high quality um, like really kind of dense carbon shungite which I have in like a, a bottle that I and I pour water That's on what it you and, use to filter yeah and it tastes even if it doesn't it tastes amazing after you do that yeah um, and then I've got some organite with shungite mm. in and I have that around like my routers. Um, so like around the house whenever yeah. I've got like a, a, a Wi-Fi extender or anything yeah. like that and yeah. like in my office I've got like a, a few of these things yeah um, but I, I never I never would have thought that my body was particularly sensitive to this stuff mm. and you hear you hear stories of people who say that they can tell the Wi-Fi is on or that the 5G tower and all this kind of stuff um, and <laughs> the only thing that got me close to being a 5G nut job okay and I'm 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 not saying that these guys are not jobs, okay? But that's the that's kind of what people assume when you start talking about five G. When they turned the five G tower on round here, I got a proper long cold, and and I felt rubbish, and I couldn't put it down to anything, and I, and it lingered, uh, and it, it's the only thing I knew that changed was suddenly my phone was registering 5G. They'd literally just been up the, up the in the cherry picker, putting it up and all this kind of stuff. Nothing. Oh, God, here we go. And I got ill. I got ill when they turned it on. And, and so my assumption is that my body is in some way adapted to that now, because otherwise I'd surely still be ill now. But if my stomach, if my digestive system is in some way linked to the EMS around me, then thank you very much. I've, I've just... Mm. found um, a way of, of improving my life again. And I'll keep you posted. Well, I, I'm still, I, I, um, I've, it's going to be difficult for me because I have a lot 
of Wi-Fi things at home um, that make it easier. Not for me, it's not too bad. But for my wife, as a wheelchair user, having things like all the radiators can control individually um, with an app, uh, or most of them anyway. Right. Um, so yes, you've, got, you've converted all. I've got higher than I've got. The, I've got the valves, so they're all Wi-Fi. So yeah. she can just. Move turn, around the house. And, yeah, yeah, and turn stuff on and off without having to go to the extra, yep. reach over to the radiator. Oh, it's a great convenience. And the, the lights as well. So the lights are on Philips Hue and that kind of yep. thing. Um, and uh, But I do want, at some point, um, I do want to cable my entire house and switch from... Yeah. T- so, so, I can turn, so I can turn everything off. I'll turn everything off and everything will be cabled in. But you won't be able to turn off those, though. You won't, you won't be able to... Use that's what I mean. That's why it's going to be hard to to get to the point where there's no Wi-Fi or at yeah. least very little. And see, I think it's I think the the it, you've got to turn to personal protection instead. And so it's it, is it a bracelet? Is it a pendant? Something that you wear um, when you're around these things. Mm. That's I've been so again before I asked you um, or asked someone to buy me some shungite. Um, I was looking into whether or not to. Um, to like buy a buy a pendant or something like that, and just well, you wear can, it all you day can, long. You can make them. Well, you can buy them. It's not it's, yeah. not, it's not expensive. I mean, I've, I've got lots of. I've got a few of the like cages where you can stick any kind of crystal. Oh, in, I see. Right, um, right. And you just you know, so so the pebble that you have, you can convert that into a pendant. Yeah. Really, really cheaply. Yeah, but you can get you can get essentially similar to this this disc. You can get just yeah, a, sure, a, yeah. a nice flat round something yeah. that's going to obviously be comfortable to wear with you with clothes and stuff. Um, so I've been thinking, thinking about that. But again, I've been, I've been reading and listening and researching, and um, it can affect your sleep, but not necessarily in a good way. So you don't want to have it on all the time, I don't think. Well, the shungite. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I, I think it, I think it varies a bit um, depending on what you, what you're trying to it's, achieve. It's interesting that you mentioned sleep because I've been experimenting with different. Different crystals, different crystals and stuff, and well, no, um, and different rocks. I don't, I'm not sure whether these yeah, are all sorry, crystals, not just crystal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because I've, I've been curious about this, of course. I mean, I, and I, I kind of, I guess, part of this is from Dad because he was like he used to want to be a geologist, didn't he? So he's yeah. always been mad at rocks, and I've always quite liked them. Um, and so I was, I've been getting, a few, I've been buying a few, and. I've just been experimenting with them because I've heard like that. decent sized ones, like few inch type size ones. No, but uh, the, the the kind of palm stones, mm. um, uh, and I've been experimenting. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to sleep with these under my pillow, and I'm going to sure. see if anything happens. And yeah. I tried a few of them. How many days have you tried with each one? A few days, maybe yeah. a week. Yeah, um, and lots of them were were kind of doing nothing. Well, I didn't yep, notice didn't anything. Listen, yeah. they, they, they may have been doing stuff, but I hadn't yep. really noticed. I put some unakite, which is one I'd never so, heard of. Can you remember the ones that, for you, you didn't notice anything? Um, so sodalite, I didn't notice anything. Um, what else? What about your just your amethysts and your quartzes? Uh, I haven't tried those because I don't have any palm stones for those. Right, um, yeah. Actually, no, I think I tried with like a small amethyst rock, yeah, like a polished stone, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got this soda like this dragon's blood jasper, which looks amazing. Oh, I love a bit of jasper. Yeah, some of the jaspers look phenomenal. They're don't amazing. They? They're just they're just lovely looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I've, got, I've got a dalmatian jasper. Ah, oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Uh, and I've got a a bloodstone as well. Yeah. Um, and there was another. Um, I think blue lace agate. I've, yeah. I've had and anyway, I had a few. 
not really noticing much. I stuck in some unakite, which I'd never heard of before, which is like a green and yellow or green and orange kind of right. Again, I think it might be a type of jasper. Um, and literally straight away, suddenly I'm having these really vivid dreams. Interesting. <laughs> right, and I can remember them. I'm like, okay, maybe that's just a coincidence. So I'm like doing it for a while. I'm like, this is it. I can just, I can just, my dreams. You're able to that, recall. I can, yeah, but, and, and they're just, you know, they're, they're these really, really vivid, um, almost like, closer to reality than lots of other silly dreams interesting oh okay do, do you mean the dreams themselves are not quite as as crazy and disjointed yeah yeah right and i can i can recall them um now that's interesting yeah because it's like it's like you're designed not to isn't it it's like you you wake up and you think well i'm never gonna forget that that was it's yeah gone. it's gone it's gone what what's gone i'm gonna i'm gonna tell no no it's gone yeah there's like and a built-in half-life, and I know you talked about which is the uh, there's there's a part of the brain, isn't there, which like gets calcified, um, the pineal. pineal pineal gland, mm. yeah. And so, and I was thinking about, and I probably still will, you know, trying to decalcify that. And I don't drink, yep. I don't drink normal water anymore from the tap. Yep. I, I just just have like mineral water. Um, yeah. But I think I probably need to take some of that. There's some type of fish oil, isn't there, which helps decalcify? Oh, that's what Dalling Pole said. Um, Gate liver oil, I think he said. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, but anyway, since I've been having, uh, whenever I stick this under my pillow, I get these these amazing dreams, wow. and I can, and I can recall them. And I heard I heard a scientific explanation about crystals as well from a geologist, um, and he was saying that uh, crystals are the most. So when you look at them under a microscope, like the molecules and stuff, they're the most perfect symmetrical entities that we know about right um and you know a lot a lot of the shapes that we that we know to be sacred geometry mm. they when you look down they're actually very very similar or identical sometimes so like the right. molecules and these things and they're, they're like absolutely perfect um you know whichever angle you look at they're, they're symmetrical and everything and because of that they vibrate perfectly as well. So sure. every, obviously everything vibrates at a different frequency. Everything has its own resonant frequency. Mm-hmm. But crystals are like the most regular. We all know about crystal, about um, quartz in watches, in yes. digital watches, because yeah. it's so regular you can you can count on it, and it'll yeah. be far more accurate than any kind of wind-up watch or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that your body will resonate as well, yeah. um, and it will have its own frequency. But because of possibly because of trauma or, you know, if you're feeling emotional or, or whatever, or a number of reasons, you might not be resonating perfectly yourself. But if yeah. you have a crystal, um, whether you're holding it or have it on a pendant or whatever, or you have any, something that you're touching on or, or that you're near that is vibrating in a very, very regular, accurate yeah. fashion, that helps you to your, sure. helps uh, your vibration yeah. to, 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 to the calm down or whatever. So that's one of the reasons they think crystals can help so if you've got like a if, you, if you're you know if you're holding a quartz crystal or you have like a quartz crystal pendant or something having something yeah. that's vibrating very very regularly against you that will help your your body to to vibrate in a in a regular accurate fashion as well mm. as opposed to being all over the place yeah um, and this this this, this guy's a scientist and a geologist I, I my dreams have been i'm just going to say better uh, since going on this health journey in general, 
And I don't know whether that is because I'm drinking the water like you and somehow slowly my the rest of my diet is helping to decalcify my pineal gland or, or, or whatever else. Um, but or I'm just or just because I'm healthier, what, what whatever it is, um, I am I am definitely sleeping better. Um, and as I say, my dr- my dreams are definitely a bit more vivid. They're still crazy. Mm. They're very disjointed. Um, I, I still long. I still I still have the odd, yeah mine are longer now. I still have, have the odd crazy one, dreams. and I still have the odd daft one. But they tend to they tend to be more more realistic now. So um, so Cliff High has been saying that shungite um, can aid psychic ability, and that these like remote viewers and stuff have been using shungite and things um and i find that quite interesting um because there is i've i've been thinking recently i've been thinking recently you know when you know when like we'll talk about something and then we'll go well we're going to talk about that on the podcast because we're just having a bit of a chat and then and then brett weinstein will talk about it on or, his or someone someone <laughs> else that or we'll read an article and you go that's what i was going to bloody say or whatever yeah and he did. That. He did that recently when you and I. He did I, it with on the Hanlon's razor. You and I were talking about Hanlon's razor, and then literally a couple of days later, yeah, he, he releases that. Um, the list when we did the whole amount. I of was list. going to say to you about the list as well. Okay, um, I'm whereas to start with, you just putting it down to oh, it's just bad luck or coincidence or whatever. I'm I'm coming round to the idea that that could be a general a, a, a psychic ability. Um, and that we're picking up on something that we can't yet explain that is that is connecting consciousness on a level that we that we don't understand, and that there are uh, that, and that either everyone or certain people have got better or otherwise tendencies for this, and that that might be that we're that we're on the spectrum somewhere. I'm not saying that we're the most amazing psychics, um, but there's something we've got something. There must be something in it. And I'm 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 intrigued by that. And it could be that because we are eating slightly more healthier, or yes, a lot a lot healthier, that we're unlocking in, innate abilities, natural tendencies, whatever. Well, yeah, we're just the we're modern just, diet and modern medicine could be designed exactly could be designed very specifically to hamper all of these senses, and so most people don't even think about them um, because they're eating their cereal <laughs> and whatever. Um, cereal was designed to. Um, it was quite a. Like, so Kellogg's cornflakes specifically were yes. designed to stop young boys from. Um, yeah, having doing, sexual thoughts. And yeah, things. yeah. It, it was <laughs> properly to de- de- demasculate, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I just I find this fascinating, but. Um, but yeah, these the, the all the endocrine disruptors and and everything out there in in our modern environment. Um, it goes against it goes against humans as a uh, as a being of consciousness and a being of energy. So I'm I'm fascinated by this stuff, and I'm just it's not that I'm now always looking for it, but I hadn't. You're open to it. I genuinely hadn't. I I I hadn't thought that I might have those abilities. To me, they were always the abilities that someone else might have, mm. and that and that the human species had kind of evolved or grown out of in some way I totally believed it 
in terms of there's there's, there's definitely some people with these with these abilities, but I didn't think that I didn't think that I might have it. And and I'm not saying oh I've just discovered I'm psychic, but just there's just more of these things have happened than I think make make a huge amount of sense. Yeah, it's beyond coincidence. Just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm again, as you say, I'm open to it now. And that's not quite the same as I'm not going to be looking out for things and keep pointing out because oh look, there's another example, there's another example. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clock it mentally and just let it let it file itself away. And I suppose what I'm going to try to do, what I have been trying to do in general, is just intuit more. Um, just try to trust trust my gut. I think I'm pretty good at, at doing that. I think that's how I generally live. Um, but just try to. Because I've very much been trying to listen to my body um, again through this last few years. Uh, it's, it, it's literally eat something, drink something, and, and see how I feel, um, and then decide whether or not that's the right thing to to eat or drink. Um, and I think I just need to try and take that just a step further, just in general, um, and just yeah, be more intuitive to the universe. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That'd be funny if we turned out to be, you know, mind readers. Empaths. <laughs> It'd be useful. Like, um, I'm sensing something, but I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> right, do you want to go in a completely different direction? Yeah, go for it. Actually, before before you do that, before you yeah, do that, yeah, just, this is very, very quick. Um, I've rewritten Hanlon's Razor. Have um, you? Yeah, if, if Hanlon wasn't a psychopath. If he wasn't a psychopath, or just if you could write a better Razor? Or... No, I think he was a psycho. Okay. So and I, I just did this the other day. But okay. I was trying to if if you would if you were trying to write Hanlon's razor in good faith, what would it say? And I think it would be something ah. like that which can be obviously attributed to incompetence should usually be done so. Yes. That's basically what, what Brett Weinstein was trying to point yeah. out. That there is a way of writing it, and that's a good example of that. Yeah. There is a way of writing it, but don't make it all absolute. Make it fair. Yeah. Make it reasonable. So that was my attempt at a reasonable handler's razor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the word adequately in handler's razor um, is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, and people just ignore that. And, then, and, then, and, people, and people, because it's got adequately in there, think they're covered mm. for anything they like. But it's a, it's a misuse. So, it, people, people almost, it's almost not forgotten about but ignored. It's like if you can explain it, not yeah. adequately. If you just if it just can be explained by incompetence, no matter what the chances are. And the whole last podcast was about what are the chances. Yeah. No matter no matter what the chances are, if it if it could possibly be incompetence, then it must be. Yeah, which is wrong. Which is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a colleague of mine actually um, told me a statement of mine that I make frequently. Um, should be called Elliot's Razor. Um, and it's not, it's not really related to this. It, it is kind of philosophical, so I, I get, I get, I get it. And I'd forgotten that I, I say this relatively often. When certainly when I run a technical business, technology business, um, so things go wrong. Thing, and, and we have a very complex product and complex software uh, that we've designed, um, and. The way what we do is we over-engineer network stuff in order to make it better. But the consequence of that is is there is added complexity, okay? 
And so you are absolutely making the connection better. But when there's a problem, the problem can be very difficult and very hard to find, very difficult to solve. And so I've said for a lot of years, okay, words to the effect of, if you get rid of all the simple problems, that means you're only left with the complex ones. And it, it kind of started refining itself. I'd start saying, well, if you eliminate all... I'd, I'd start talking it in, like, razor terms. If you eliminate the simple problems... Whatever remains. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're only left with complex ones. And I've said it to so many... I've said it to suppliers. I've said it to customers. And they all just kind of knowingly smile and start nodding uh, when you say it. I, I actually... I, I, I tend to try and say a longer version which is actually to attribute one to the other more directly because that I've just kind of done a kind of elimination game thing there. So like actually if you um, if you if you get rid of the, the, the simple stuff, you'll only be left with the complex stuff. That's kind of obvious. Okay. But I think Elliot's race is a bit more than that because it's about if you over engineer to eliminate the simple problems, then your over engineering can cause a complex problem. And there's a, there's a specific link there. Well, yeah, because there, there's a trade-off between yes. if, if you want redundancy in, yes. a, in anything. Yep. In you, so, you know, by, by definition, you're going to have more than one way to do something. There's more than going to be more than one way that it can go wrong. Yes, So exactly. there's, all, there's always going to be a trade-off between like, redundancy and errors. You increase the number of components. Yes. You increase yeah. the number of chances. Exactly. But by doing that, it's the only way you can introduce redundancy and mm. over-engineering in order to increase quality in a different area. Um but you know, occasionally it makes me think of. I remember learning about flood defences and things in geography, in geography like GCSE, and and the notion that all of the flood defences put in for rivers, um, uh, and it's like straightening them to make them faster, and it's like deepening the channels or it's levees and it's all this kind of stuff, is they prevent floods, they absolutely prevent floods, but they encourage the one in a hundred year mega flood mm. and I remember saying it's like you put all put all your money into a flood bank account for one huge withdrawal I remember writing that in some geography thing just as just to just use some stupid analogy um, and it's like well what's better then lots of little floods that you can cope with <laughs> or one massive flood and it and it and it makes me question our technology and our service going okay what's better some small regular outages or, or one you know difficult throughput problem, and I know the answer. The problems that we have are not uptime problems. So we've basically solved uptime as a problem for networking. The problems we start having can be related to the different other metrics of quality, such as high throughput. Yeah, you might think that, but you haven't had the one in one hundred year outage. Outage that. <laughs> um, well, no, because networking hasn't really been around for 100 years. Um, but we can design networks, and we have networks that are spanning, you know, three geographic data centers in three different cities. They would all have to go down at the same time. Yeah. And we make sure that they're all connected. Yeah, they, they don't, they're not connected to each other in any ways, all this kind of stuff. So, But we always say, if it goes down, it'll be your fault, Mr. Customer, for not buying enough. Because you could have bought, we do three, you could have bought a fourth. Could have bought a fifth. How far do you want to go? It's risk versus reward. But um, I quite liked it when someone said that. No, no, no. That statement's a razor. <laughs> that get rid of the get rid of the simple problems. You'll be left with the most complicated ones. 
the most complex to deal with. But there's there's something there's something in there. there, there it's there, a nifty statement. Yeah, yeah. There's and, there's a way of me probably writing it better. Um, and certainly the link between you know getting rid of the simple stuff, therefore you're making it more complex. There's an important part in there. Well, that's the thing. If you're if you're if by if 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 by eliminating the simple problems, you are creating the potential for complex problems. Yes. Then there's certainly some there's certainly some thought to be had about am I doing the right thing? Yes. Um, yes. You know, it's not that it's not just that a range of problems exist, complex, simple, and everything in between, and you're just getting rid of the simple ones and maybe the medium ones as well. Yeah. If by doing that you are creating the potential, then then who knows? Yeah. Um, but it, it but it, it might be that these complex problems are, you know, so that they, they, they might not cause you as many issues as the simple problems. No, exactly, exactly. It might be a really complex problem, but you can handle it and you can deal oh, with it. In terms of volume, um, and I don't just mean, I, I mean volume as opposed to the number of them, mm. um, then uh, easily it's, it, it, you spend less resources sorting out the complex problem, the rare complex problem than you would do sorting all of the other smaller simple problems yeah i mean we have absolutely well you know we deal with complex systems at work and we have there are some complex problems but they're they're either edge or even corner cases where they just corner corner yeah you got you got the edge case i know about edge cases you got the corner case tell me about a corner case a corner case is even rarer isn't it it's like two edges coming together. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Right, okay. A corner case. You've never heard of corner oh, case? I've not heard of a corner case. That's a very rare edge case. <laughs> so, you- What if three edges come together? I mean, that's a, that's a proper corner. You're, talking about, you're, you're only talking about two dimensions here. A three-dimensional a corner A three-dimensional case. corner case is very, very rare. <laughs> yeah. We don't see too many of those. But if you have these, often it's not even worth fixing them. Because the time yes. taken to fix them, it's like we'll deal with Almost this manually. Unlimited. We will deal with this manually. Yes. Because otherwise, it'll take us a year to fix it. Yeah. And it'll take us an hour to 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 to, to put that through the system manually. So I, I don't think there's a term for this, or I'm interested to know if you can think of categorising this in a particular way. And again, I don't think there's a particular razor for this either. But that some of the issues that that we're currently experiencing, and it's we went through a similar thing this time last year, October and November last year were really difficult in our company because of a a set of problems that all manifested with the same symptom. Okay, and the same thing is happening again to a degree now. Much smaller list of things now, actually. Um, But they're still all manifesting in a very, very similar way. We've managed to knock about three of them on the head. But then, when you still see certain, it's like, and then, and the number of total issues across the, you know, customer base all day goes down. So you know you've solved that problem. You know it was that problem for those people, but you're still left with this, another group of people having the same set of symptoms. So it can't have been that. Yeah, I, I, I hate. I don't hate the it. Worst. It's, it's, well, it's, it's very. I feel very conflicted sometimes. So you'll have like an issue, and it might be affecting. So we have issues that we know about, ongoing issues that are affecting customers yeah um and it will be like a certain percentage of customers um and depending on how often they occur and how many customers it affects is like we will allocate resource to and some of them it's like based you know, on we're kind never, of impact yeah we're never going to yeah. do this sometimes it you know it, it's a big enough impact that we'll, we'll investigate and we'll perhaps fix it and sometimes it's you know you get this issue and then you th- and you have a dig around you think i found it i found what is causing this yep. or what can cause this 
and you fix it and it fixes it for like some customers yep. but not all yep turned out there was two different issues and you or think three or four or five I don't know whether to I'm so conflicted I don't know whether to feel happy that I fixed part of it yes or disappointed that I haven't fixed the whole thing yes it's um, yes it's that it's a morale sap that is mm. absolutely um, it's a slog um, and I mean we had last year we had intermittent packet loss okay which is a killer mm. it's an absolute killer especially as it's intermittent um, so difficult to catch in the act and all that kind of stuff there were nine I did a I did a LinkedIn post on it because I and I asked I asked LinkedIn like bearing in mind that we've had like nine different reasons for there being packet loss come at me with all of the things you can possibly think of that it could be and I'll tell you whether you're close <laughs> And most people didn't get anywhere anywhere close to it. They came up with some interesting ideas, but they weren't thinking, they weren't embracing negative thinking enough in order to get most of the things. We had everything from um, from software bugs in well-known, up-to-date, open-source software through to dodgy cables in the data center. And it's just like the number of times in the last few years We've had to replace a cable. Mm. Like, really? A, and a, a cable that's been fired. What happened to it? How did it die? It's been sat there. No one's touched it. It's been working for a year. Why does that cable now need to be replaced? It's just a bit of copper or a bit of fibre. What, what have you done to it? How can a cable introduce intermittency unless you're wiggling it? <laughs> but, it but it did. And it has again recently. We've had another cable swap recently. So annoying. But mm. is there a name for that where they all have the same symptom and they all yeah, come at once? Know. It's like again, it's this confluence of, of of events, and it's particularly difficult when there there's a mixture of software and hardware as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, going back to razors, actually, you've you've you said you got you you come up with a couple of razors last week or whenever we recorded yep. the last one. You've got a few now. Yeah, they need. Um, well, I can have Nick's razors, Elliot's razor yeah. after. Start introducing my um, name, maybe. A friend, a friend of mine said something which I think um, I think could be a razor. Okay. Um, and uh, this guy I worked with years ago, still still a friend of mine, um, and he's a, he's a life coach as well. Um, right. As, as well as working in. IT. I mean, these might just be principles or laws, but it, it, you know. yeah, it could be. But this this yeah. is just this is one thing that he told me that I found really interesting, and it, it's it's brilliant and. I remember him telling me, and this would have been in like 2010 or something, so a long time, a reasonably long time ago, and he said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And he was just talking about, and I've used that more to judge people. Right. Like, if you're messy doing that, you're going to be messy Ah. when I ask you to do something else. Oh, I'm totally with you. So, you know, if I ask you to do something simple... Yeah, and you you don't do it very well, or you're lazy, or whatever. Yes. If I give you something complex, the chances are you're going to do that as well. Yeah, um, and that is just that's been amazing. Um, that needs that needs the the treatment you gave Hanlon's razor, I think. Yes, um, because it's not hard and fast, but it is a if one of those ones with a good it's a indicator, good rule of thumb. It's yeah. at least eighty twenty, mm. at least. Um, yeah, rules of thumb, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's that is a good one because that's uh, that's how I interview mm. people. 
you know, you 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 you're again, God, if he thinks like that. Well, yeah, you give you give someone a you give someone a simple problem to solve in an interview. Yeah, and you you know you judge how they go about tackling it, and yeah. that's how they will tackle a, a complex problem that you throw at them if you give them the job. Yeah, 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 absolutely. How about just say it again? How you do one thing is how you do everything. It's how you do everything. <laughs> And it, like you say, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it is. It's a very, very good rule of thumb. And if you, to the point where, if you, even if you use it as a hard and fast rule, you'll get into trouble less than if you ignored it. If you ignore it, yes. And I think if you if you embraced it with yourself as well. So if you trained yourself to do all the simple, laborious tasks well, you would just naturally get better mm. at, at everything. Sure. You know, it would it would it would increase your discipline. I think by by embracing Definitely. that, which is always a good thing, yeah, as long as you do it that way round. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to now be a bit sloppy and slow at <laughs> <laughs> everything now. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to beat people over the head with that one. Is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to explain it to them and explain why I don't trust they're going to do that right. Mm. Because you don't do this right. No, exactly. And. Uh, and explain until to them, you do this, you won't ex- get to do that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what I was about to say. Okay. What I was about to go on to, and this is this is this is completely. Different. Oh, that wasn't it. No, because <laughs> you then led me down that path. And we Sorry. Went there. Sorry. Um, we've not talked yet. It's um, it's a month almost to the day. Uh, we don't have to talk about this for that long, but I don't know what you think about this. Or what you think about its implications are, but Israel Palestine, right? It's been about a month. Mm. I think month tomorrow is it? Was it the seventh? They obviously want to enshrine the date, like they do with these things now, mm. um, so it becomes the the, the equivalent of the nine eleven or the seven seven, or January the sixth, or January the sixth. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Nobody cares about Ukraine anymore, do they? Yep, that's one of them. Um, just, I don't, I don't want to derail this conversation, but they're, have you heard of, they're negotiating, aren't they, for Ukraine? They but, are now, now yeah. that it's off the headlines, yeah. But, but you know, for, for it was like, you could compare it to the lab leak and some of these things where you're a racist if you suggest that there was a lab leak. Yeah. You're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist, you can't possibly do that, you'll get banned from social media. Suddenly, well, it's okay to discuss the lab leak now. Yeah. And then before, if you said, "Well, maybe we should negotiate. Maybe it would be good. Down, maybe yeah. it would be good if innocent Ukrainians and innocent Russians, who are both, they're conscripted on both sides. Yep. Maybe it would be great if they weren't just killing each other. Yep. And we could just sit around a table and under-resourced and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and let alone saying that maybe Ukraine can't win a war against Russia, even with our help. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe they're on hiding to nothing, and all we're doing is just prolonging it. Yeah, you couldn't say that, but now, yeah, well, you know, people people are distracted. Yeah, so we're now we're now we're now negotiating. Yeah, um, I don't know too much. I've I I still haven't watched any news or yep. gone to the websites and stuff. So I, I I only really know what I've heard from. From different podcasts and a bit and of alternative media, a bit of yeah, a bit of alternative media, and I have made, I've made a point of trying to listen to not all sides, but you know, like a range of a yeah. range of views. Um, I, it's. I'm not asking you to rehearse other people's takes, but 
I'm intrigued as to whether you think just just what you think about why, about the timing, well, about what 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 you do trust and what you what, don't. What I what I always think when anything like this yep. when anything like this happens is what do what do they want? Yep. Um, so, for example, you know, the, the obvious thing. I mean, the really obvious thing is that Israel would would react and probably overreact um, to, yep. to to whatever happened. Now that's obvious to me. That's also going to be obvious to Hamas. Yep. So is that what they want? So by overreacting, is, are you actually playing into their hands? If if you if if you go and, for example, you know, start shelling the West Bank and Gaza. Yeah. Is that what Hamas want? Are you actually doing what Hamas want? Are they are they trying to provoke you? You can go on further, and you can say that that Hamas could be basically controlled opposition. And therefore, it's a it's a circular thing anyway, and they're doing what Israel wants, and they're they're making that excuse so that Israel can go in. You know the fact that Hamas were basically set up and funded by Israel in the first place. Uh, yeah, there was certainly. Um, I don't think they were set up, but they were they were very early on seen to be an, not an ally, but we if if they were in- actively they were encouraged, encouraged yeah. And I'm pretty sure funded. Oh yeah, well. absolutely funded. Yeah. In fact, Netanyahu in like 2019 said, yeah. um, "We need to we need to keep funding Hamas." Yeah. Um, to destabilise the region. Yep. Um, it's, just, it's the same reason that they don't allow Gaza and the West Bank to basically interact with each other. And there's a split between them. It's like divide and conquer all the time. And we we think we can deal with Hamas. Yeah. Um, and we think we can control them. Um, and that's better than the alternative. I'll jump around a bit here, but we. In our lifetime, this this is not the first sparking of conflict in that region. Oh, no. Okay. What makes it different this year? Um, it did... It, it seemed... If, you, if, if, if someone had, a, had told you that this was going to happen on that date... I mean, it, it, to be honest, even aside from that date... It was like the 70th yes. anniversary of whatever, wasn't it? Of the um, Yom, Yom Kippur, Kippur yeah. incident. Yeah. Um, if somebody had told you that that was possible, that they'd be able to breach the barriers in so many places and that no one would do anything for like hours, yep. um, you'd think, yeah, rubbish, absolute rubbish. So, Well, would you think that or would you think that that means they wanted it to happen? Well, yeah, that's, they, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, They let it happen. They let it happen. I mean... I, that's and possibly knew about it in advance because there were there weren't people stationed there. Yep. On on the on on this date where you would think that would be more all, important than, than all ever. of all of that is is a factor. And that's so when highly highly suspicious. So when it, it is, and so when people say, I think what I think about it is when 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 people say, oh, you know, Israel has a right to defend itself, and by defend itself they mean bomb, you know, Gazan citizens. Um, I just think it's fundamentally the wrong question. Is if if you're the ones that let it happen, provoked it, or or, or whatever, um, and 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 let and let that atrocity happen when you knew it was going to happen in advance, 
and you had the power to stop it and you didn't. And also, there's, and I don't want to hear a question about whether you should respond. Yeah, and also there's evidence that a lot of the deaths were caused by, by the IDF, Israel, and the IDF. I know yeah. that's that's the thing I've been hearing about uh, in the last week or so. Um, and that, and they've got form on that as well. It's not the first time. I I just I just think it's despicable. I just think it's I just think it's horrific, all of it. And then so I have been dipping into some mainstream media just to see what the general reaction is um, and there's just there's just an awful lot of um, reporting on there's a lot of reporting on pro-palestinian stuff that's you know people people on rallies or marches or um, or, or are doing things that are making the point that they are for the pro-Palestinians, but the all of the reporting is negative against them. Yeah, they will they will show they will show these fringe, and I'm assuming they're fringe protests where people are like chanting stuff like "gas the Jews" and that yes. kind of stuff, and, we, and we've all seen that. Yeah, but then they try and taint all of the protests. Yes, with that. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think that's accurate at all. But it it. There also does seem to be uh, a you have to pick a side thing going on as well for the mainstream, and it's like no, I don't. Quite simply, no, I don't. Well, y- yes, but they the way they the way they couch this and the way they spin it yep. is that if it, you're the same it, way, you're same way with, or against the us. same way with Ukraine and Russia, yep. if you're not a hundred percent behind the Ukrainian yep. people or the Ukrainians. Then you're you're against you're against them. Yes. And so if you so, just say, so I'm, I would just be I'm, I'm just sitting this out," you're considered. I would be the considered uh, an anti-Semite. Yes. Um, yeah. Even though my understanding is that the Palestinians are actually Semites. In terms of you know, in terms of, terms of bloodline. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think again, the term anti-Semite is uh, is just a. It's just like just like shouting racist. It's just a, it's just a term used. It's been twisted beyond all recognition of what it actually means. Um, and it's now you're an anti-Semite if you're against the the Israeli government, not even against Jews. If you're against the Israeli government specifically, then you must be an anti-Semite. And that's obviously just ludicrous. There must be plenty of people in Israel, Jews who live in Israel who don't like what their government is doing. Oh, of course, yeah, and, and over here. Yeah, I know, I know plenty. Yep. Um, yeah. World War Three. I don't. I don't know. It seems. This is what I mean by it seems this is different this time. And I know you 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 pivoted straight to. It's it seems more absurd mm. this time, and I agree with you. There's. There's far too much to question this time. They're trying more on, aren't they? They. And yes, <laughs> yes. Um, that's that's what you're getting at. So yeah. so it's like they tried Ukraine, didn't really work very well. Everyone's bored by it now. Um, you think now it's try this out, and if this war doesn't work, try something else out. More that they, <coughs> the they. Yeah. Um, you know how. They have tried things on in the last like three years. Let's see how far we can push people. Yep. Let's see how ridiculous we can we can make things, and that people will still believe us. So this is this is the um, 
this is the Scott Adams am I living in a simulation thing isn't it um yeah possibly yeah actually not if, if or if it was if it was act 3 of the film what would they do yeah so remember in a few podcasts ago we were talking about red dwarf where they come out of the simulation and he's like Dwayne Dibley yeah and uh, and uh, they're talking about being it was a blatant clue what was the blatant clue I can't well, remember. so I remembered what it was or I remember what one of them was I need to it's, watch that again um or at least this is my my recollection of it because I haven't seen it since yeah but there's cuz Rimmer signs his name or has like in his cards or something he's like it's like Rimmer BSC and it means bronze, bronze swimming, swimming certificate, certificate. Yeah. But, it, but he can't swim and that was the, the, the blatant clue he's no, he's, he hasn't been able to swim so he couldn't have the right. you know, there's a blatant clue why, why did you not realise it was a simulation you can't <laughs> swim you haven't got a bronze swimming certificate I'm sure it was something like that right. these are stupid things but yeah it's it's one of those things that we can we can now we know that people will just say or just believe what we tell them so if we if we if we just say there was this unbelievable uh, breach of the of the barrier in multiple occasions on this date, people yeah. just say, yeah, okay, well it's been told to us by the cathedral, yeah. Um, therefore, it must be true, and we 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 know we know not to question these things anymore. Like we're not going to question the vaccines, we're not going to question lockdowns. So I think they're trying more on. I think before they would have thought, no, no, no we can't, we won't get away with this. We won't so, get away with doing it on this date and at this scale. Brett has spoken about how what this does is is divide the coalition. That it, it, it separates people in the same way that people peeled off people that you thought were on your side during COVID peeled off for Ukraine, mm-hmm. and that again the same thing has happened because it's like well, and even if even if they were on our side with with uh, with the Ukraine Russia nonsense, that oh yeah, but this is Israel Palestine, <laughs> and and that. Not that that's why they've chosen it, but it's like, I don't know, is it about it being a happy accident or is, or is it about, no, we want to keep dividing people and we want to, we want to keep limiting the people, that, the, the, this group of people that can possibly be against us. That's his theory, is it, that it's, it's at least a factor. But you see, I wonder if it, it awakens as many people as it divides in that way. I was I was thinking about this the other day specifically, um, and, and so not not with not with Israel Palestine, but a number of different things, and particularly yeah. COVID, because it reinforces it for me. Yeah, and shows so surely it must tip one other person over the edge. Well, I, I was thinking because there are so many more people now um, uh, that are kind of open to you know to the fact that there are a certain number of people out there out to kill us. Yes, um, and lots more people are open to that than than previously. Um, and if you look at if you look at all the big, and I'm pretty sure it's all the big names, all the people who've got like podcasts and alternative media who have like millions of people watching them. Mm. Um, you know, people like Joe Rogan and uh, Russell Brand, yeah. Tucker Carlson, all these people. Mm. They're all now. Um, saying things that you would only hear from people like Alex Jones or maybe us. Yes. <laughs> um and and they're all saying they're all saying things now. They've all kind of they've all gone on a journey over the last kind of 3 2 or 3 mm. years. And these people have millions and millions, you know, sometimes tens of millions of people who are kind of watching. Yeah. And it seems like more people are, are, are kind of awakening. And I think COVID or the kind of the COVID era, the COVID tyranny was designed to be 
certainly a really heavy body blow or maybe a you know maybe worse a knockout but it was it's kind of ended up being a sucker punch Mm. I'm trying to think of a better, a better way of describing it, but it was. It and, that's, has, and that's not to. That's not to say it hasn't been a complete body blow for some people. I, and and a kill shot. Yeah, yes. yeah. But lots of people have. It's it's been like a slight slap in the face. It's like okay, I'm awake now. Yeah. Um, which wasn't what they wanted. So why do they keep doing it? So why do they keep what what? Why the rush? What's what's the reason for the increased frequency we've said this before it's like the danger for our side is them doing it really slowly because then you get the boil frog effect but rushing it surely that only acts in our favor the more absurd it gets why why is the they is it is it that they feel cornered is it that they feel they're losing and so they're just pulling anything out there they're just trying to go for nuclear war now they Tried in in Ukraine, it didn't work, so now they're trying in the Middle East? Possibly. It could be that because because lots of currencies will inevitably collapse yes. in so, the next fifteen or twenty years. Or thinking, five. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking, well we need to we need to we start need a good war. We need to start um speeding things up a bit. It could be a number of reasons. Mm. I mean COVID kind of hid some defaults. From view, um, I mean the amount of de- the when you look at the U.S. debt, the dollar debt now, and it's like it took you know thirty years or whatever to get the first trillion. <laughs> it took like a month to get the last trillion. Mm. That, and I know there's been inflation, so a trillion doesn't mean the same thing in both of those circumstances. But it's not gone from it's not one month to thirty years, is it? It's you know it's it's crazy. There was. There was a time um, when they specifically around when they were when they started printing um, uh, money for Ukraine, where it was like a billion every few seconds or something, wasn't it? Yeah, um, for like a, for like a week it's, or so or a couple of weeks. It's um, it, uh, right now. It's I mean the graph is the graph is like that over like the last four decades, and then you hit twenty twenty, it goes ding. Mm, that's <laughs> probably like, hockey stick. It's almost it, it is, but it's. Um, it's worse than hockey stick. Hockey sticks don't have that long. It's hockey stick the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's climbing so fast now that you won't see the growth or any stumbling up and down mm. in those first 50, 70, however many years is on that graph. It'll look flat. It, it'll look like a right angle. That's what the graph is turning out to be. And that pivot moment was 2020, um, which is just... Which is just crazy. Mm. But it could be it could be that they, they thought that they had everything they needed, you know, for for things like the you know the digital currency, which obviously yeah. they want. Um, yeah. And okay, so now we're gonna now we're ready. We're just gonna push it and just tip it over the edge. Yeah. I think they want. Um, I think they might want digital ID before the digital currency. Not both at the same time. Well, I think, I think you need digital ID to make the digital currency work. And so I think, and obviously there's plenty of examples of digital ID right now, um, but having some kind of global or at least national um, digital ID uh, and the services to go with it, I think, as I say, it's absolutely going there and we're turning into a biosecurity state and all of the rest. But 
whereas I thought they would have introduced something by now. I think they're still they're still pushing the technology um, to get us to the point where there is where the government is is is, is going to try and roll out digital ID as a as a a government service. Um, that's that's the thing to watch for and to obviously obviously reject. But at the same time, they'd be better off just let, letting letting society do it itself for convenience purposes. And then just kind of coming on the back of it, going, well, everyone's used to it now, so we'll introduce this. And it's the, it's the rush I don't understand. That's the thing I don't understand about the last two years even, the last year. What's the rush? I mean, I, I, yeah, I put it down to... Bring it on, but what's, what, what's in it for them? I, I mean, I did put it down to impatience. In the, or not impatience, but in that a lot of the guys are getting old. And they and they yeah they, these they, aren't they, these aren't the first generation no of I know bad but, guys, but they, they don't they don't have the patience of their ancestors who could would perhaps wait generations yeah um, do you think that they believe some kind of prophecy or something that they think there's some sacred date and that they need to do something by it or that they need to usher it in that, that, that it's it's a bit like they've read Revelation and um, uh, and they think that. You don't wait for it; you make it happen, and so they're trying to usher in, you know, all these things. I mean, it's obviously complete bollocks, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to know how how what goes through their heads, but at the same time, to understand. I think, your it, enemy, I think it would be useful. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, but it it does. The thing is, it. I, I've always thought that they they always push the date back that they want to do things by. So it was Agenda 21, then it's Agenda 2030, and they're always introducing something slightly new, something slightly more sinister every time. But up until 2020, I just assumed that the 2030 goals wouldn't be met until they'd introduce some 2051s and and all that. Um, but it seems much more of a rush now to do certain things by 2030. Mm. Including the you know, the amount of stuff, the, you know, the war on the motorist and everything now is kind of taken. And 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 the well, I say the war on the motorist, the war on humanity, but through cars, through transport, through energy in a big way. Um, that's a that's a big recent push, isn't it? It did to me. It felt like something something changed in twenty twenty. Mm. Um. It it really did feel it was like like living somewhere different. Yeah. Um I uh, still feel like I'm there now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not gone away. Um I do feel better from not uh, other than this conversation, um, from <laughs> from not um, you know, looking at any of this and just living my life outside yeah. of any kind of media. Yeah. It's um, it's it's so freeing. You know, I've just been. Go- I mean, I've still been going to work and paying tax and all that kind of stuff. But it's start. I'm not worrying about anything. So while I've got you, while I've got you down here <laughs> at this level, then um, we've often talked about how how much individual power you have to go against the they. Um, I've often said about the lockdown, it's like I defy as much as I can, but I can't go and reopen a restaurant. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, so the ability for the they to impose on the populace is great. In that case, you know, 
we can all trot out the memes where we can show that a group of people can overpower one person and all all those kind of things. There's more of us than there are of them. I get all that. But they do have control of the nuclear weapons. And so I'm not saying we're about to go to World War Three, But if they so decide and they get the right person in front of the right button with the right, I don't know, two people turning the keys at the same time or however it is these things work, then they can nuke people. They do. They absolutely have that power. Um, and that's not something that any amount of agorist, anarchist, voluntarist protest is going to be able to solve or do anything about. We can create the, mo- you know, the most wonderful parallel economy we like. <laughs> but right now they can still nuke us. And they have been able to for many, many years. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this is some new revelation. I mean, there's always going to be someone more powerful than you, or a gang more powerful than you. Well, I hope not. Not always. <laughs> it's it's likely in in our lifetimes. Yes, in the current circumstances. Yeah. I mean, I I would love it for to have the agorist community with nukes with their own nukes. Yeah, totally. Um, I I would be there. Um. I refer people to a previous podcast where we talked about getting them in the supermarket. Oh yeah, briefcase. I want my briefcase nuke. I'm just going to carry it around in a briefcase. Pockets nuke. Yeah. I want a nuclear powered phone. Um, yeah, that that would be ideal. Mm. Um, but I suppose it's just it's it's interesting to note that the media is talking more about. I mean, ever since Ukraine, the media has talked more about the the prospect of nuclear weapons being being used. Yeah, although um, not as much as they should have done. Uh, go on. Well, you would think. So, as far as I'm aware, Russia has the largest yep. number. You know, yep. certainly by number yep. of nuclear weapons. More, yeah. more, more than America. Sure, I'm not sure whether if you total up the total tonnage. Yeah, of or the, damage. Or, yes, exactly. But they certainly, they have, certainly have the more. The, the, the greater number of nuclear weapons. So they could hit a wider area, more of the earth. I, you would have thought that if journalists were doing their job properly, they would have perhaps been questioning entering a proxy war with a na- with, oh, with, with a nation that has the the greatest number oh. of nuclear weapons. Oh, I think, I, right, this is putting words in their mouth. Obviously, I think they wanted it. I think they wanted to provoke. They wanted to. They were quite happy with the idea of a nuclear conflict. But the media weren't talking about that. You, in fact, if you said, "Hang on a second, Russia are the, the greatest, potentially the greatest nuclear power on earth," what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, don't be stupid. You need to be on the side. Of, we need to give Ukraine everything. No, they just, it just ignored it. It, it was, it, it yeah. was ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because you've got to stand up to a bully, a yeah. raving lunatic, a literal Hitler. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was the, again the, 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 just going back to the, the double standards of. Um, if we if we don't stand up to to Putin, he'll take over Poland next, and the rest of Europe, and he'll yeah. he'll he'll be the you know the Soviet Union again, and worse, he'll carry on to Germany and then to Britain and whatever. And then it's like, well, he can't even win a war in Ukraine. It's like he's he's losing he's losing badly oh, against Ukraine. Yes. So, well, which is it? Yeah, you can't. Which is ways. it? Yeah, pick one. Yeah, that's nonsense. Mm. Uh, it, it just shows you there's no argument at all. 
But going back to Israel, Palestine, it is, it is. I don't know. I mean, you've got to feel. I, I really feel for both sides. There's a Palestine. Oh, God, yeah. the I say, I say Palestine. The, the, Palestine doesn't exist. No. We talk about the Palestinians. There's no, there's no Palestinian state. No. Um, but you've got to feel for the people, for the Palestinians, because something like, I mean, it's, there's, there's a couple of million of them, isn't there? Yes. And the majority are under fifteen. Uh, the majority of children. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and it, which it has been for a for, yep. for a long time. Yep. Um, uh, so if they do, if they do get wiped out, you know, any, anything, any any kind of retaliation, they always yep. end up killing lots of innocent kids. Yep. And you know, you, you, people will post images of the kids um, killed by Hamas. And it's like, how can you not feel for them? So like, of course I feel for these kids. The same way, I'm also going to feel for the Palestinian kids as well. Yeah. And can we can we just can we just stop killing kids? There was a whole thing earlier, wasn't there, about almost comparing dead babies between the two sides. Oh, and lots lots of people because um, I've heard I've kind of heard clips, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a this is a, a, a false equivalence. It's like, well, hang on a second, they're, they're false just, equivalence. Yeah, yeah. What one dead baby versus another dead baby? Yeah, you can't say that. Why? Uh, because they're almost they're almost referred to as being because so that was a terrorist baby. Like, this one is like animals, yeah, and you can't do anything, and they'll just they will just grow up to be terrorists. Oh um, my god! Yeah, yeah, it's awful, absolutely awful. Yeah. Why why are they growing up to be terrorists? You might ask. Yeah. Is it perhaps because their family members are being bombed, and that's perhaps some way well, it's contributing to radicalizing them? It's just yeah. Yeah, I say, notionally, Palestine is described as like you know the largest open air prison, or whatever. Mm. Even the even the UN declares it to be um, uh, like an illegally occupied territory, or whatever, as in illegally by the Israelis. Um, yeah, how about how about you didn't build your settlements in their in their land, <laughs> or stop them from travelling between the two? It's just it's just it's just horrific, all of it. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I can't I can't see anything good coming out of this. No, and all, as I say, from the skimming of news articles, um, it, it it just seems like again the the usual politicians um, are just hungry for war. Mm. I just I just you know they'll. And again, very, very similar to Ukraine in that, of course, you support Israel and doesn't matter what they do, of course, you support them. It's unquestioning support, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think was it was it Dave Smith or someone someone like that who was saying that the, a lot of the people who are extremely anti-woke on most things suddenly become extremely woke when it comes to Israel. You know, with the whole like identity politics and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, they're they're against it for everything else, but suddenly when Israel is involved, yeah. they they forget it all. Did, yes. you, did you see that? There was a, a clip of I think it was Pat Buchanan um, from fifteen years ago, um, and it was almost to the day when there was another there was an Is, an Israeli attack on I think the West Bank or somewhere, and it was it was like retaliating for something or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And they killed a bunch of. They used to follow it, follow it relatively closely. They, they, ki- they killed a bunch anymore. of people, including some innocent kids. Yeah. And he just made the point, saying, "You know, these these little girls have brothers, 
And yeah. what, what do you think? What do you think these older brothers are going to do in fifteen years' time? Yeah. And it was almost fifteen years to the day yeah. of, of the attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, he wasn't. Yeah, you know, wasn't just kind of condoning either side. He's just saying, look, it's just an observation. This is this is probably going to happen. Yeah. The the you know, the, their older brothers are going to grow up to be resentful of Israel, and you yeah. you know, and you got to watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy situation. I just keep. Well, I keep wondering what's next. Mm. It does keep disease like you say, ex- escalating. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, this what? this conflict feels more serious than Ukraine Russia mm. ever did. So, what what's next? It's, it's Taiwan. Almost, well, we, I've been I've been saying it's going to be China Taiwan for ages, well, but that that would be provoked by the West in the same way that the West go in and provoke everything. Okay, look at it from China's point of view. Yeah. So, they've they've been uh, one China. They've been Ukraine, Russia. Yeah. And you know, US and Britain have basically said, "What well, up until now, <laughs> whatever you need, we will fund you forever." Yeah. Um, recently, they've been negotiating, and there've been reports of generals disobeying orders and saying, "We're getting slaughtered. We can we cannot win this war. Mm. I'm not sending my boys yeah. uh, into battle." I'm just, yeah. we're just going to ignore your orders. Yeah. Um, uh, on the on the Ukraine side. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be thinking now. Well, if there's you're... plenty of stuff on the Russian side with the mercenaries and the stories of um, the Wagner Group and oh, Prigozhin. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not. It, there's crap happening on both sides as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Although I thought with Prigozhin and uh, it was that wasn't ideal for Russia, but I thought. They kind of handled it as well as they could have done. What by bumping him off? <laughs> well, no, but, but even even before that, even before that, you know, there was supposed to be this massive coup, and it, it turned out that nobody, yeah, yeah nobody yeah, kind yeah. of did anything, and yeah. they just, you know, they, they pardoned some and, and got rid of the rest out of the, you know, and recruited a lot of them. Said, all right, okay, you're now in the Russian army, yeah, um, and you know, it was a bit of a slap, but it wasn't. A, again, it was it was a sucker well, punch, not a death. The rest blow. of them went to Belarus, and yeah. North Africa and whatever else, but I mean, they managed to quell that little uprising. Well, yeah, and the ones who were the, the ones who actually were uprising yeah. were like, you know, okay, you're you're never having anything to do with us again. Yeah. But the ones who were just, yeah, you know, part of it. It's like, okay, we'll we'll absorb we'll absorb them now into into yeah. the Russian army. Isn't it such a a Russian thing to do though? Is to you know bump the guy off on his airplane. I mean, it's oh, just, I know. It's just like something out of a film, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, think if if you're China, yeah, and all this has happened with Russia and Ukraine, and now yeah. suddenly, oh, they are negotiating. They're not giving them money anymore. You'd be thinking, oh, now might be a good time. Yeah, you know, aside from being provoked, you might be thinking, well, this is the perfect time. You know, they've 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 done they've done this with Ukraine and Russia, and now look what's happening. Also, they've got all this going on in the Middle East to distract them. Yeah, just look, just carry on looking over there. We're- well, but also. Um- I mean, I know they are. Um, I know they hold American debt to a certain degree because everyone does. Everyone's got dollars. But if you wanted to hasten the death of the dollar, then you would encourage these things in as many places as, as possible. I, I would think if you're China, um, uh, and if they've been spending billions in Ukraine and they're now spending billions in Israel um, then 
you might think that there's there's the they can only do so many things at, at once type of thing that you're kind of saying um you know spreading thinly but likewise it's oh well let's let's have them spend some money in taiwan then shall we uh, let's have them put some money over this. Let's, let's let's spread them thinly and let's have them explode the debt um, of their of their currency because it's already on the ropes. Yeah, or we'll just do it while, when they're broke. Yeah, when they spent all their money in Ukraine and uh, yeah. and and the Middle East. Yeah, now let's do it because you don't have any left. Yeah, and they. I mean, you didn't have any left to begin with. If anyone you? plays the long game, it's China. Hmm. You might think. Yeah, and and people. People seem to only be able to concentrate on one thing as well. It's not the yeah. current things; it's the current thing. So if yes, so if, Israel Palestine is the current. If thing. they want Israel Palestine to be the current thing, China can just go. Well, we're just going to do this, and we know you're not going to concentrate on it because that's not your current thing. Yeah, what you think? So they might be able to to do some shit in Taiwan, um, whilst everyone it, is distracted, and have it not reported on. It will be. It, it won't be. It won't be. It, it will never be not reported. Yeah. So they can say, "Well, no, we reported on it," but it'll be on page eighteen, or it will just be given. You know, there'll be there'll be some minor. It'll be it'll be yeah. some some kind of also in the news on the BBC and stuff. Right. Um. So they can say, "Well, no, no, of course we reported on it." Yeah. But it won't be front page. No. The the current thing. No, it won't be the current thing. Yeah. God. What's next? What is next? If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.